My name is Sheldon Morley. Uh, on behalf of all of Jesse Hynek's friends from Los Angeles, the Dying Kingdoms community, the Swamp Crew, all of us, we just want to say get well soon, Jess. We love you. We miss you. Some of us are coming up to visit you real soon. So just uh, sit tight, and uh, we'll see you soon. We love you, man. Hey, Jesse. Paul Dennis here. You have our best wishes for a speedy recovery from everyone here at Primetime UGC. We at Hollow Sweet Media are thankful for your contributions, past, present, and future, and wish you the best upon your recovery. Our hearts and minds are with you. I am Gok, the warrior of Stovacor. I am Korath. I am David. I am Skald. I am Karn. And I am Hulk. Currently on a mission for the Empire. I am Mike Medeiros, also known as Ceridian. Jesse, you're in my thoughts and prayers. May your recovery be swift and complete. This is Elliot from Priority One Podcast. Jesse, we wish you all the best and a speedy and complete recovery. Jesse, this is James from Outer f- Space, man. <laughs> I'm trying to send you some healing thoughts. And that's the universe, man. It goes where it goes. But I'm hoping that it gets to you and it tickles your funny bone and a few other things. So get well, man. Get well. Jesse, this is Elijah from Priority One. Speedy recovery, man. It was great meeting you at, at Star Trek Las Vegas. I look forward to very many more. Feel better. Where's the ambassador? Where's the ambassador, Crusher? Greetings, STO community. My name is Sheldon Morley. You don't know me, but you do know my good friend Jess Heinig. Jess is one of the developers over at Star Trek Online, and to be honest, he's literally the best human being that I know. He's a wonderful, warm, friendly, compassionate, giving guy. For years, he's shared the best parts of himself with, uh, with his friends, with the gaming community, even with perfect strangers. As some of you know, Jess has been going through a bit of a rough time lately with his health. He had a pervasive infection in his leg, which for several weeks was misdiagnosed as shingles. After weeks of suffering, he ended up in the emergency room, and they determined that it was actually virulent streptococcus, which, as you can imagine, is much more severe. He's been in the hospital ever since. As you can imagine, a lengthy hospital stay also incurs a lot of cost. So some of his friends over here in Los Angeles have decided to put together a chip-in page to help defer some of those costs. We would be so grateful if you guys could stop by the page to take a look at his story and chip in anything you could to help out. I promise that your money could not be going to a better cause. Jess is just the most amazing guy, and we love him so much, and we miss him, and we want him to get better. So please check out the website. It is uh, www.dyingkingdoms.com. That's www.dyingkingdoms.com. The front page there has all the info as well as a link to the chip insight. Uh, so thank you once again. Jesse, we love you. We miss you. And uh, get well soon, buddy. You are now tuned to the Priority One Subspace Frequency. Brought to you by Sayulita.com. Sayulita, the galaxy's premier shore leave destination.
verified. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secure channel. Captains, welcome to episode 96 of Priority One, recorded on Thursday, September 13th, 2012, and hosted on the PriorityOnePodcast.com, but we are streaming live right now on TrekRadio.net on Thursday nights. I'm James. I'm Elijah. And I'm Elliot. So what do we have in store for this week's episode, Elijah? In this episode's Blank of the Week, we take a look at George Takei's Allegiance Project. We'll find out what happened this week in Trek. In Stowe News, we cover the most recent Ask Cryptic, the newest spotlight on the Foundry, Stowe's Dilithium 101 blog, and more. But, before we get on the show, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit of business. James? Chicka chicka what? Starting last week, we are live on TrekRadio.net every Thursday at 5.30pm Pacific Standard Time. For those of you who are wondering, we have always syndicated our shows with them. However, now we will be live every week. Instead of doing our own live stream, we're just going to go live on trackradio.net. So get on over and check it out. It has a built-in IRC chat client, so don't fear. You can still talk to us. You can still send us messages. We will talk back to you live on the show. You can get your stuff to us. So come on over, trackradio.net. Please check it out. It's so cool. They're a great host, too, and we're having a lot of fun. So make sure and add us on your... Uh, your new live screen channels and your favorites, save us, okay? Come on over, Thursday nights, 5.30. A very, a very special thanks to David. He is helping us again this week and, and more than likely next week, being at the control panel this week. Thank you so much, David. Absolutely. And we have, uh, let's do some uh, IRC shout-outs. We, we got a lot of the regulars, Midnight Shadow 7. We got the Mad Wolf, Husker BK, uh, Redshirt 2, Sean The mysterious Husker BK. I know, the, the mysterious. mysterious. Senator X is here. Sori is here. Ceridium. Uh We got Stow Jam Jams, the shipmaster himself, hanging live. We got Woody Valley number one. Good day, mate. How are you? Thanks for joining us, all of you. It's, uh, it's an honor and privilege. Thank you. Thank you. It's so, a privilege. A privilege. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did, weren't you the one that used to get all Elmer Fuddy yes. on the old shows? I did. Yeah, I quip, 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 yeah. It was Quiptic I'm, Studios. Sh- <laughs> I'm hunting Quiptic. <laughs> I used to call them Quiptic. <laughs> Elliot, what do you got for us? Well, we'd like to take a minute to send out some love to Jesse Heinig. Jesse is a uh, senior STO developer and a frequent guest of the show. We had the opportunity to hang out with him and get to know him as a person at Las, uh, Star Trek Las Vegas this year. And we, we discovered a pretty awesome friend when we did. Just after returning from Vegas, Jesse came down with a, a fairly debilitating infection. Spent weeks out of work, immobilized by pain, and he's currently in the hospital undergoing surgeries, painful procedures physical therapy, all kinds of things you wouldn't wish on anyone. Jesse's developed numerous games for those who who don't know. Fallout, a game that I loved dearly back in the day. Uh, Mage and Vampire, which are, uh, I don't know, are you guys familiar with those? Mage and Vampire? Uh, I've heard of Mage. I don't know Vampire. They're they're 
tabletop uh, role-playing games, which are really good. Oh. Uh, as well as a, a, a very popular LARP game and community that's sprung up around that. Uh, Jesse's friends from the Dying Kingdoms community, that's, that's uh, one of the games he worked on, put together a chip-in fund to help him during his recovery. Medical expenses aside, Jesse's been out of work for weeks and will likely be out of work for even longer during rehab. Uh, but the bills do continue to mount. So we ask that if you can, please contribute to his fund. Either way, please keep Jesse, his friends, and family in your thoughts. The link for the fund will, of course, be in the show notes. All right, on to some more mundane business, James. We are expanding, and we keep bringing on people every week. We get new bloggers, new blog masters, blog editors, audio people, and editors, and God knows what else. But we need more talent. That's how how much we're growing. We need more talent still. So if you guys have ever wanted to be part of a podcast team, send us your info. I'll narrow it down for you all on what we're all looking for specifically. We're looking for a video editor. We're looking for someone who can take fraps footage from in-game and turn it into 15 to 45 minutes uh, feature segments. Uh, while meeting us set about a seven-day deadline. So let's say we record on a Sunday night by the following Sunday uh, to try to have something complete. If you are a video editing fiend and want to help Priority One grow, by all means, please send us your interest to incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com. If you have clips, a uh, bit of a portfolio, please include it. Uh, we are also putting the call out to game, sci-fi, fantasy, and entertainment bloggers. We are in need of weekly, possibly daily contributors. We have filled the managing editor position. We would like to welcome Bill to the team. Bill has a Woo! ton of experience. Yeah, hey, Bill. Welcome. Welcome. He might even be listening Bill to us right now. I'm not sure. Bill has a ton of experience in gaming and editing, so we are looking forward to seeing where he takes our blog. Uh, if you have blog submissions, please send them to incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com, care of Bill. Now, keep in mind, folks, that all of these positions are volunteer. None of us here at Priority One actually uh, see a, a, a paycheck coming in weekly. Uh, it is a labor of love. We offer a well-known outlet for your work and the opportunity to gain much-needed experience or hone your already established experience. Uh, I, for one, put this position on my resume. So, if you're interested, as always, please forward your contact information and experience, along with a few writing samples, to incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com. Well, why don't we set a course for this episode's Blank of the Week. On screen. On screen. On screen. Just what places I don't know. It's the Blank of the Week. Nooker submitted George Takei's Allegiance for this episode's Blank of the Week. In the last few years, Mr. Takei has become as well-known for his hilariously funny and often poignant Twitter and Facebook postings. So much so that many only have a passing knowledge of his involvement in Star Trek. It does seem that the older he gets, the busier he becomes. National Public Radio published a story on George's new musical production, Allegiance. Allegiance is a serious look at the American internment of U.S. citizens during World War II. For those of you who are not aware, Mr. Takei spent a significant part of his childhood behind barbed wire in these internment camps. His new production seeks to explore that. Mr. Takei plays two characters in the production, quoting from the article. Oji-san, the grandfather of a family in an internment camp, and Sam Kimura, a 77-year-old former internee whose story is told from the present day. Takei joined NPR's Scott Simon to discuss his experience of internment and the importance of remembering the darker chapters of American history. The interview is recorded and available online, and transcripts are available on NPR.org. Previews of Allegiance have already begun at San Diego's Old Globe Theater. Links will, of course, be in the show notes. 
And thanks again to Nooker for the tip. Yeah, I had a chance, the uh, the audio portion of that interview, I listened to it uh, today over my lunch break, and it, and it, it, it was really great. I mean, the, you know, sadly, no Star Trek mentions other than during the introduction, but uh, but it sounds like the project is really great. And I know, Elijah, you're a huge fan and uh, a musical theater performer. Um, I am not, but that doesn't make me a bad person. But yeah, it seems like it would be right up your alley. I yeah. yeah I really hope that uh, that previews come to New York City uh, at some point. Uh, I believe he's a West Coaster, so I'm not surprised that things are going on over there. But there and there is a, a very strong theater presence on the West Coast, along with film. But hopefully this takes off and and we'll see it over here on on uh, even if it's an off off Broadway production. Yeah, he he spoke about it when we had uh, breakfast together in Vegas. He uh, he spoke about it. He talked about it uh, quite a bit, and it's really, really cool. He actually sings in it um, a couple times, and he was really, really nice enough to. He he told everybody at the table. He said, "Please come see it." And he goes, "If you do, please come backstage and you know announce yourself. Let them know who you are, and I'll come out and talk to you." He's like, "I really want to know what you think of my singing and everything," because uh, one of the, the the gals that he's uh, co-starring in it with is um, she did all the singing. She did the voice for Jasmine in Aladdin and did all the singing. So she's very talented, obviously. And uh, he was really concerned about standing up to that kind of, uh, you know, singing talent and everything. So he was he was really interested to see how he was going to do with that. He was he was pretty nervous about it. Can you imagine after decades and decades in show business and and still just you know sweating bullets over your singing voice or your performance or? or Honestly, that's how that's how you know you're you're still passionate about it because if you're not nervous, then how much? I don't know. Do you even care at that point? I'm always nervous before I go on stage. Before I go on the show, I get a little nervous. And, and those jitters, um, I think, help an actor and help shape their craft because it's it's an ongoing fuel. It's that little bit of adrenaline that, that, that comes. You should never get tired of it. I don't think any actor should ever not be nervous, nervous a little bit. Yeah. yeah, a little bit nervous before going on yeah. stage. I just want. I, just I have want, learned to just, embrace he, the nerves. I just want. I really want him to somehow work in just somewhere in the play. Just once, I wanted to go, oh my. You know what was hilarious about that interview? The normally very sober and somber NPR host threw, mm-hmm. a, threw a deep oh my in at the end of it. Isn't it great? <laughs> it's great. He did it at breakfast, but it was it was really quiet. It was un- unintentional. Like It wasn't like for showmanship or anything like that. He was actually listening to a story that one of the people at the table was telling. And it actually, like, a moment in the story actually shocked him so much that he went, oh, my, like that. And everyone at the table got all giddy and, like, looked at each other, like, he said it. He said it. <laughs> it was really funny. He didn't even realize he was doing it. No, that. he didn't. It was just a totally natural response. and just. But everyone at the table was, like, glowing. It was just awesome. Well, have something you think the Stowe community would enjoy knowing about? Submit your suggestions for a blank of the week to incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com. Your submission could be the one we picked to highlight on next week's show. Why don't we check out what happened this week in Trek? And this week in Trek, in 1966, TV Guide prints a review of the new shows premiering that fall in its weekly issue. Among them was Star Trek, the original series. An overly negative review, it states the sky's not the limit for this Trek. Ouch, mistake, no foresight, maybe. I wonder who the the writer was of that article. I wonder where he is now. Is he, like, eating his words? I know. And in 1936, Walter Kinnig is born. And congratulations to you, sir, on your star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame this week. Very cool. Don't forget, we have a very special episode of Trek It Out where we interview Walter Kinnig himself. So be sure to head on over to PriorityOnePodcast.com and check out that interview. (laughs) On September 15th, 
Apparently, Tom Hardy learned how to speak into a box before he grew up. <laughs> 1982. Story outline for Star Trek III, The Search for Spock, is submitted. Uh, the title and Star Trek III, Reunion to Return to Genesis, actually was the other title that was submitted. So there was a, a whole other setup there. So in case you didn't know, Search for Spock might have been called Return to Genesis. Interesting. Uh, in 1976, NASA names the first space shuttle Enterprise OV-101, which never went to space, which I still find awkward. But in a strange twist of irony, it was kind of better that it was that first one because that one will always be preserved in the Smithsonian. It's like special. Well, it's not anymore, actually. They, didn't they just no, move to New York? No, New York? it is actually sitting aboard the USS Intrepid, Intrepid in New okay. York City. Yeah, so they just moved it. But wherever it's at, it's always going to be like, the one now because it was the first shuttle so in a way it was kind of better that it didn't go to space because that will be like the most protected one because it was always the first so not that bad anyway that wraps up this week in trek why don't we move into something uh, a little bit more interesting how about some stone news yes let's move into some stone news get on with it computer status report status incoming message i'm only in the mood for good news today Sad news to report at the top of the show. Firstly, as I am sure you are all aware, Neil Armstrong, our first human being to travel to another world, passed away August 25th, 2012 in Cincinnati. We want to honor his commitment to our shared vision and extend our condolences to his family and friends. Thank you, Neil. Also, we want to offer our love and support to Sean Smith, his family, his friends, and to his EVE online community. Sean died in an embassy attack in Libya on September 11th. We did not know Sean personally, but he was one of us, and that makes the loss seem that much more poignant. If any of our listeners knew Sean, please know that our thoughts are with you. The Matani, leader of Sean's corp and friend, posted a remembrance on his site. It can be found at thematani.com. Links, of course, will be in the show notes. Well, in Stone News this week, we have a new Ask Cryptic. Dan Stahl answers another slate of questions from the community. We selected a few that caught our attention that we thought were the more kind of, you know, interesting ones. I mean, there's always a lot, so make sure and go over and check them all out and read them. But these were some of the ones that we thought were more interesting than others. But uh, the first question was uh, Hell Spawny was uh, the questionnaire. And they asked, any chance to add more Fleet Mark rewards? Destal answered, we continue to add new ways to earn Fleet Marks. We recently had a Fleet Week, as well as introduced Fleet Marks for running Foundry missions daily. In addition, we plan to introduce several new ways to earn Fleet Marks in the upcoming Season 7 release coming in November. So, we know when Season 7's coming now. I will say that earning Fleet Marks is it's easy, right? For, for the major players that are in the game quite often. But... Lately, because of my job and you know getting ready for the wedding, I don't have the opportunity of spending hours in the game, so I might go in and, and do a fleet action very quickly. I have to say, getting a new ultra-rare weapon is taking quite a while. Because not only is it the rate of earning fleet marks, but it's when I go into the, uh, into the um, fleet holdings to try to participate or whatnot, everything is like done. I can't even give dilithium, and you know sometimes all the fleet marks have been given in. 
And I'm like, ah, poop. There's so... a trick to that. I'll tell you. I'll tell you the trick. I had to discover it because I had the same problem with my own damn fleet, and I couldn't. You know, <laughs> I couldn't contribute for the longest time. But I've I've got it down now. Now I'm one of the top contributors. But does that does that seem like a, a an overall design flaw, or do you think that it's 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 just no, I mean it's it's, it's just the way the it is. There there's people who have more time to be on. When these missions hit, and they can sit there and they have more supplies, dilithium, marks, whatever it might be. So they're just more available to be there when these things pop up and then to contribute. And so a lot of times they either fill it or mostly fill it before other people who are working or have other things going get a chance to get on and really do anything about it. It's just it's just the nature of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, it, there's not really anything you can do about it. They tried doing micro counts on things like when when they you had to add uh what do they call them anomalies they had a thing where you can only do one anomaly at a time well the problem was you had to collect like 250 or more of these things for some of these missions mm-hmm. and it's like if nobody else had anomalies and one guy had right. it then one guy had to click the button 250 for like an hour you know? i know i was that yeah, guy yeah. exactly yeah so was i and so that was annoying so now they've changed it so you can just add and mm-hmm. it's it's just going to be that way i mean some people are going to be able to give more some people aren't going to be able to give as much it it's just going to be that way for a while. What's when the the great equalizer is going to be when all the big stuff's done. When you're tier five, you're decked out, or even just getting to the higher levels. Like we've noticed, like now we're over tier three and stuff. You know, the, the levels are much higher. The amounts of dilithium and marks and stuff needed to to pass over these next hurdles and and hit the next tiers and stuff are much higher. And even like the big contributors are having you know can't fill out all those now. So I mean, those those are the great equalizers that are going to allow people openings. There's just going to be a need for stuff because mm-hmm. there's going to be so much. But once all the big ones are done, then basically it's just going to be people are adding to the daily whatevers. You know what I mean? Just right. purely well, that's arts for things. What? Yeah, Deck and IRC. That's he was just saying that that. Uh, what about special projects with the half hour cooldown? Isn't that the point of the half hour cooldown? Absolutely. So that yeah. Pretty much, you know, as long as you're there when it when it the clock ticks over, you can right. throw in whatever you've been saving up. Exactly, What's the and that's, that's rate right between between dilithium and uh, fleet credits. Like, if I give a thousand dilithium, how much fleet credit does that give me back? A thousand. It's one to one. Oh, it's one to one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if you donate, I never get a chance to give dilithium. dilithium. I think I give dilithium yeah. like once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one to one. So. Yeah, that's a good way to to do it. I've I've fully decked out a, a one and a half ships now with the Mark Twelve fleet stuff and oh yeah, God, it's nice gear too. And the elite stuffs our, our elite stuffs uh, open do. now too. Oh. Here's Let me here's pour the, out my dilithium. Here's here's my here's my trick, Elijah. Um, I go and I do those those stupid peanut gallery surveys or whatever they are, the peanut labs. Yeah. Um, stuff. I I do those. I get like 150 or 350 zen. I go in. I convert that to dilithium, and then as soon as one of those ticks over, I dump in the dilithium, and boom, fifty thousand fleet yep. points. I'm just oh. gonna have to set my calendar, and then you know. That's that's exactly hours what people do. And 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 I mean, in all honesty, that's my trick. Since we're just gonna blur it out now, anyway. That's all. I, <laughs> that's, that's all I really do. It's, is it's I for, watch the, the, it's for the listeners. Yeah, and I mean, that's all I really do is I watch the clock. If it says yep. it's gonna be done in six days. Two hours and fifty-five. Minutes. I just calendar that, and I go, okay. So that means it'll be done on Monday at four p.m. You know what I mean? And I just try and be there. And now some I know, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to be working, you know. But if there's other times, I'm like, oh, I set a little alarm, my, and I go there. I mean, yeah. you know, so I have, the, I have the luxury of being able to uh, use my work com- computer for gaming on my breaks. Yeah. So, uh, nice. so yeah, so you know, I've got a fifteen-minute break early in the morning, and I know that there's a there's a, a timer going to flip. That's you know that's the time to jump in quick, dump that stuff, and I'm out. You know, 
Well, yeah. you know, that that's actually now being remote. Then is having an app for the fleet system a good idea? Yeah. Actually, yeah. I, I, Absolutely. Think now, yeah. That'll keep people first out. But basically, it's going to come down to eBay sniping. You know huh. what I'm saying? That's really what it comes down to. It's going to be like everyone's going to be waiting to click the button who's going to get it all first. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, but I, I think that I can be dangerous. I don't know any other that way to really make it fair. I don't know. Maybe they could break that lithium up into like 5,000 dilithium chunks where you no, can't donate no, don't say that. Don't like say that thousand at a time. Why not? Even... You know, at least I, that I, way, I, if a guy's there, he's got to click a couple times, and you have a chance to get a couple clicks in there, too, and then you're each giving some. I mean, I don't know. Well, but they Eli- definitely shouldn't be one at a time like they did with Anomalies. That was right. pain. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that answer your, or solve your problem, Elijah, if if there was a, a Android app that you could... You, you could log into the fleet system and and quick dump your fleet marks in when the thing ticks over. Even even if it pushed a you know something to your Google Calendar and let you know that the uh, set an alarm off and and uh, you know this six day uh, mission is just about to turn you know time out and and uh, so you can kind of plan for it, do it on the go. Yeah, no, it, oh, it would. We're, we're, I just we're I... floating. We're floating away from the questions here, guys. We, we are. Get- we are. Yeah. Good point. Yeah, but that's the point. Of, that's the point. We're, we're, I don't want to read these questions to our listeners, and we've we've had that before. That's yeah, true. You we've guys can now. talk twenty minutes on chips in the beginning of the show, right? But I can't talk about my Android app just because I talk yep. about Android. Okay. Whatever. Good. Season I quit eight. This is the next question, by the way. This I'm taking this question. Me. I'm taking it. Uh, all right, you go. You go. Go, milk. The Could room. season eight maybe be dedicated to the KDF with new costumes, ships, and missions for level one? To 22, Destal, whatever his name is, replies, without trying to get hopes up, right, because Klingons have a great deal of hope, I will acknowledge we have honor. I will acknowledge there is a chance the KDF could get a boost in Season 8, if Season 7 goes as well as Season 6 has thus far. We will have a better idea of this once we get to the end of the year. I want to throw in a, a quick plug there. In the next, probably about the next week, so midweek, well, we're hoping for Wednesday. Our very own resident KDF author, Sargon the Great, is going to be publishing an article, basically a Q&A with some of the cryptic devs, about specifically 100% KDF questions from the community. You might have noticed that there's a thread on the Stoke forums covering those questions. That's where he took a lot of them from there and Facebook and, and other contacts in the Klingon community. So, if you submitted a question, check back about uh, midweek and see if it got answered. Otherwise, we will have him on the show as a follow-up to just kind of discuss some of these questions and his experience writing the column. Uh, so be on the lookout for that in next week's Warrior's Way column. It's just so funny. It's something about the, the term Klingon community that just gives me this goofy picture. A community sounds like such a happy, like, you know, everybody holding hands in a community. You know what I mean? And then you, don't, you picture Klingons and you're like... Welcome oh, to the Klingon no, community, no. where we all hold hands and dance and sing about warrior songs. You know, right <laughs> now is right now is when we need Swordim's drinking song. Right, you know what I mean. It's just no. It's I heard just, David. Just, I heard you didn't hear David in the background going "Kumbaya." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's just it's it, community is such a warm, fuzzy word for Klingons. It just doesn't sound right. Uh, let's see. So our next question comes from the Havrahahaha. He says, "Fleet marks were attached as rewards for foundry missions." on Fleet Week, but then were removed. Are there any plans to add them permanently? Distal says, of course. No, he doesn't really say that, but he does say this reward is now live once again and will remain available for the time being. So that's a good thing. Let's see here. That is a very good thing. So it now, good. 
for uh, all those Foundry spotlights, there's there's a really good tangible reward for them, and, and that's fantastic. It'll give more incentive to inspire community-driven involvement, whether it's the creation of new content or it's people playing the mission. Definitely. Good job, Diesel. Good job. <laughs> Dang says he envisions Klingons doing the safety dance for community. <laughs> all right, our next question comes from Maxina. What can we expect for the DOF system in the near future? Good question. Since I'm a topped-out DOF guy, I always like to know what we can do next. And by the way, thank you, Cryptic, for adding that very cool feature on the Fleet Starbases where we can turn in our extra duty officer points, anything over 100,000 for Fleet Marks. That made me a lot of Fleet Marks. That was really, really awesome. Thank you so much. Oh, I haven't Um, done that yet. Yes, it's totally awesome. And you can get like 75 Marks for each 10,000 points you turn in. It's like a ton of Marks. So it's a really good way to make marks. So check that out. It's in the uh, Officer of the Day room down there where you get the Officer okay. of the Day missions. It's down there. It's a little console right when you walk in the door to the right. Well, I know anyway, what I'm doing after on. the show. Yes. Dstall's answer was, we have been playing around with the possibility of adding DOFs to the web. Hmm, sounds familiar. We were just talking about that. We would like to, we would uh, all like to uh, be able to manage our duty officer assignments even if we aren't in-game. So that's something that we are looking into as a possibility for 2013. So don't think it's coming next week or next month, okay? Not that next year is that far away, but don't expect it in the next couple of weeks. So first thought, we plan to reintroduce the ability to check in on your captains via the web, which is good, very cool. The feature should be going into a beta either shortly after Season 7. Elijah notes, boo. Boo, <laughs> yeah, no, boo, yeah. So this, I, I, does anybody really care to see their captain on the web if you can't do anything with it? I, I don't, I don't, I don't. I it's not I don't why why invest that time when we well, could be investing in a, in a web application that's actually maybe that'll get maybe that's done. maybe that's the gateway maybe that's that's you know part of the tech that's going to ultimately come from a functional web app anyway so since it's something we had before might as well get it back in and then you can you can build build on it yeah I I would I hope it's a gateway I hope that whatever the reason that they're spending time on it is because it's the platform and the foundation for whatever web UI they're going to end up creating. Originally, back in the Atari days, it looked like that, didn't it? I mean, when you brought up your captain list and you saw all of your characters, and it it, it felt like, wow, it's missing 100 things, but you can see where they'd all plug in, you know? Hmm. Or is that just me? Am, am I, I maybe, from, as far back you, as I maybe, remember with high, the Atari maybe. games, they were broken no matter what. No, I'm talking you, about the the Stowe Atari days. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm saying. I, okay. I, I don't know if I tripped up, but uh, yeah, even back then it felt broken. Ultimately, I want to play the game. I don't want to. I I don't really care what's in my inventory. You know, uh, I want to be able to interact with it. And like you said, hopefully this will be a gateway to something. Hopefully they're they're laying the groundwork for an Android app. Question came from Acrolon. It's been mentioned that special featured episodes will be returning in a big way, quote unquote, in season eight. Can you give us any preliminary details on how you foresee this being rolled out? Mr. Stahl answers, the development team loves making featured episodes. As it is evident with the Dominion series that finished up in March, until recently, our development staff has been small enough that we had to constantly kind of juggle people around and what they were working on at any given moment. This means a toss-up between feature episodes, fleet actions, STF, and other max-level content, PvP, maps, anything else that involves creating missions and new maps. As we've staffed up, 
our ability to tackle more types of content simultaneously has increased. Season, season 7 will be our next big push for max level content, and then we plan to shift the majority of the resources back to other content types. This includes focusing on future episodes for Season 8. While the details are still being ironed out, the early indication is that there will be at least one series at launch of Season 8, and maybe even more than that. Once we get closer, I will share more details. Awesome. Yeah. I don't know if you I don't know if you've had the opportunity of playing uh, Secret World. No, no, I have not. Just the just the intro alone is unbelievable. The I mean yeah? just playing just getting into just getting your character set up. The story is it grabs you. What's it about? Uh the voiceover just sucks you right in. Um it's it, are essentially you, are, it's a Have uh, you ever heard of Lovecraft? No. Not no. <laughs> uh, um, Never mind. We're just yeah. not going to go there, right? No, not not like that. Uh, he, he's an author that specifically wrote. Um, I guess you could call it more cerebral horror, but all very occult and and uh, 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 the the cult of Cthulhu and things like that. Google it when we're done. You'll, I know you'll, about you'll find it fascinating. Yeah, about yeah, Cthulhu. yeah. That's 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 his well, that's his world. Oh, um, okay. But uh, so the secret world is sort of loosely based in that, and it also has this whole um, uh, three faction: um, Illuminati, the Illuminati, uh, the Templar, the, the Templar and resurgence, the and the and the dragon. Exactly, uh, all vying cool. for control in a secret <laughs> war across the across the planet. I got to try it in beta. I I did not go retail, um, only because my computer had so many problems with it in beta that. I was afraid I'd, I didn't want to spend sixty bucks and then have a game sitting there just looking at me, you know, that I couldn't no, it's play. It's a buggy. It, it was a buggy game, um, but the story and and the voice acting was just. It, I wanted to keep playing it. I wanted to. I really wanted to keep playing it. It really drew me in. Um, and I would love to see more of that in Star Trek Online. So hopefully, season eight will will bring some great voice acting. Will bring some great story. Bring the track to make it to yeah to make it more track to make it feel like you know we're getting the the weekly episodes that. Jay Van Sitter said, you know, that, hey, if you want new st Star Trek in the Prime Universe, go check out Star Trek Online. Yes, I'm very, very familiar with the uh, the Masons. Uh, my dad's a Master Mason, so I'm, I'm very familiar with the Templars and, and the, all that history. When my dad became a Master Mason, I read up on all that, so it's interesting stuff. So I'll have to check into that. It sounds cool. Our next question, uh, let's see here, comes from Russell, 1997 who says, what are the plans to make the currency rewards consistent? In PvEQ, some missions reward dilithium and some reward fleet marks. Both are endgame currency. I think all PvE mission queues should reward both dilithium and fleet marks. Mr. Skull answers with, while it is understandable to consider dilithium and fleet marks as max level currencies, you can earn them and spend dilithium way before max level. And as such, there are events that reward dilithium and some that are specifically designed for fleets that reward fleet marks. This is intended as part of the design. To help clarify this, we have been working on an update for PVEQ, which will allow and denote and filter the primary type of each reward and event rewards for each event. So, uh, below is a mock-up for what the design will look like, and this should be hitting holodeck before Season 7. So, and then below on, if you go into the actual uh, questions and, and see it, there's a really nice um, chart screenshot that they have of the, of the new chart, and it looks really good. And I think it'll really simplify things and help people find what they're out there trying to earn. So, 
should be should be pretty cool. What I really enjoyed from this comment was that they do have an internal testing fleet uh, with company incentives. That's actually pretty pretty interesting. You know, that goes to show that they are making an effort to understand what the smaller fleets are going through. Not just to say, okay, guys, we need to band together a few people and just try to play a fleet. But if there are significant company incentives, it gives more people to, to more people internally to test out the uh, the fleet starbase. So kudos to Cryptic. Very cool. Cool. There's also a uh, follow-up article that comes after that, which has been in Stone News, called Dilithium 101. It's very, very cool. This is a monthly article features useful information about Dilithium, including what it is, how to earn it, how to use it in-game. We'll be featuring this article uh, monthly and adding... Uh, to it is more questions about dilithium arise. If you have any questions about dilithium, ask them by commenting below and they'll answer your questions in the next issue. So that's really cool. Uh, they're kind of helping people figure out uh, what to do with their dilithium, how to get it, what to do with it. So that's uh, very cool. And then constantly updating it. I like that. I would imagine as a as a new player, the whole dilithium fleet marks, I mean, e- even if you remember, that must be confusing. I mean, it, if you remember confusing. back, yeah, exactly. We, we, you know, we know what we're talking about by and large, and it's confusing. Um, but, uh, you know, back, back in the day when everything was a different kind of emblem or, or a mark or, or a badge, I, I mean, it, yeah, that was really bad back then. Yeah. Yeah. And, trying and to, then those things can only be spent at certain places so that you right. had to go all over the darn place to get those things that right. drove me nuts. I've tried to explain to new players the dilithium exchange, and the concept fundamentally eludes a lot of people. I right? mean, ultimately, they were just renamed, right? Didn't we even have uh, a cryptic developer admit and say that it's pretty much just kind of? But oh, they were also complete. given. But they were also. Re- I don't want to just say that they were renamed because they were also repurposed in the fact that now they can be spent everywhere on a lot more things. So I mean, they were they were completely kind of reborn. Yes, we have just as many currencies, but now they. Each have specific focus, purpose, and way more places to spend them. So I, I think it's worked out better overall. It's it's way more balanced and makes more sense than before. Well, it's they, not perfect. They had but to it's be way better. They had to be redesigned, you know, to a greater degree. I'd imagine to support the free to play economy. You know, because it's it's one thing when everybody's on a fifteen dollar month subscription, and you know, so it's all just in game stuff you grind. But now we're you know free to play, and and they were. Pretty, you know, there's plenty of debate on this point, but I think they were pretty careful to make sure that there's a pathway so that if you really want to be truly free to play, you can do that. And grinding dilithium, uh, you know, attaching dilithium to to different things is is you know is the way to do that. But that changes the relationship to all of the different uh, economies within the game. Yeah, it's definitely been a long road getting from there to here. Oh my god. I had to do it. I couldn't help it. We forgot one very important question in the Ask Cryptic. What's that? Where's my ambassador class? <laughs> Where's your ambassador class? All right. So Elijah, our last. Why is so serious? <laughs> Priority one: the Batman yeah. episode. Um, oh, the Joker! Welcome back. I'm glad to see you. Let's you sound like the Riddler in a box. <laughs> you don't sound banish. You know, I just want to say for the record, I can't wait for Adrian to come back. I just, it's, we miss you, dear. Come back to us soon. <sighs> so you can keep us on track. Elijah, why don't you uh, tell us about this week's uh, spotlight on the foundry? Yo, stop pushing me, James. Stop pushing me, yo. <laughs> Easy, jersey. His Cuban's coming out. His jersey's yo, coming out. Uh, last on Stow News, we have a spotlight on the foundry. This week's spotlight mission 
One Too Many by XR-377. Faction, Federation. Level Requirement, 41+. Mission Summary. The daughter of Reg Barkley is working on Earth's space dock, tracking down a systems bug in the station's network. But, as can be expected, she has a problem. One Too Many. One Too Many was also the mission that won Foundry Challenge number 3. Check it out. Links, of course, will be in the show notes. Awesome. Well, that wraps up Stone News. Why don't we head over and uh, check out last episode's feedback? Message coming in, sir. Hailing frequencies. Open. See, we are getting to know each other. From the Stowe Forums this week, feedback on episode 95. Um, Mustache Mab. Welcome to the Trek Radio family. I'll have to drop in this week. Dire Phoenix uh, writes from the Stow Forums, thanks for the shout-out. You're welcome. Thanks for your work. And coming from this... the PriorityOnePodcast.com site, we have Shinsei, who says, No mention of the 46th anniversary Trek Tut-Tut? Grats on the first episode under Trek Radio. Looking forward to more, as usual. I just, I just, I just want to... Uh, point out that I think he was going tut tut like tisk tisk maybe you read it yeah. very read yeah no that's it. how I read it tut tut or tisk tisk tut t- well like it's, both no it's tut tut but you read it very like he was like Star Trek anniversary tut tut <laughs> weird wow <laughs> okay, stop pushing right. me James <laughs> our next piece of feedback comes from the wolf that is mad wait hold on he a is... second no wait he's got it right Shinsei's got a point uh, we totally did miss the 46th anniversary not only that but we missed Google's. We mentioned uh, it. No, we did didn't. We, did we mention? Well, we, we didn't mention it, Google's. but we did it kind of no. in passing. We didn't make a big deal out of it. We kind of just like, oh yeah, it's the anniversary. Yeah, we Dude, mentioned uh, the anniversary, but we didn't mention Google's animation, and that was a very epic animation. Oh no, we didn't talk about that, and it was so, really cool. Uh, yeah, it was cool. So be sure to check it out at uh, the Google Animation Archive uh, website, whatever that is. Just Google <laughs> it; you'll find it. <laughs> wow. Google the Google. You'll find it. Going back to the wolf that is mad. He sends in, first off, congrats on being part of the new (laughs) Trek Radio Collective. Ooh, I don't know if I like the sound of that. (laughs) I think it's awesome that you guys are now part of Trek Radio and crew. As always, it's fun listening to you guys live and interacting in the IRC chat. Episode 95 was sweet. Thanks for the information on the DS9 podcast. I looked it up and did what I uh, call the Priority One Podcast Maneuver or POP, which basically put, I went and downloaded all the episodes that they have. That should give me a good podcast mix for the future. So, cool. Very cool. Uh, let's see, he continues on here. He says, it was sweet yet kind of weird hearing Riza and David on the show simply because I always listen to them on the other podcast. I know, kind of strange, like mixing us all up, huh? Uh, as always, keep up the good work. Keep growing. Keep trekking. Keep podcasting. You guys, See you guys at the Starbase. And then he adds a P.S., like to send a shout out or a kapra to all the warriors of the KDF out there. Keep sending out your ideas and constructive feedback to Cryptic. Don't give up the fight for the KDF. Quality content that is much needed on the KDF side, even if the situation seems hopeless at times. A warrior never gives up, but fights to the very end. Kapra to all my KSOG boys. Kapra! Got uh, some stuff coming in from Twitter. Uh, special thanks to at Michael King and at Midnight Shadow Seven for the mentions, and thanks everyone who retweeted uh, Jesse Heinig's tweet. Also, welcome to our new followers, Ranger XML Rangers, 
SSR Big Mike. The Lady Writes. Trekkie Girls. End of Nations. And MMORTS. Endofnations.com. So thank you for following us. And our last bit comes from Sean Newboy via email. Really awesome show, guys. All hail Trek Radio. Loved hearing from the hosts. And I intend to start listening to it. Captains, don't forget to submit your ideas, suggestions, and feedback to incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com. Well, that wraps up Episode 96, live broadcasting from TrekRadio.net. Remember that we will be doing this every Thursday night at 8.30 Eastern, 5.30 Pacific. And check us out on Twitter via at STOPriority1 for showtimes and other cool stuff. We've been getting some amazing feedback, and we play much better to a live audience. You'll have fun. We promise. And keep an eye out for Alex Calderwood's Priority One Comics on our brand new website, PriorityOnePodcast.com, and also on our Facebook site. Check out uh, the eagerly awaited ARC 2, which will be hitting pretty quick. His his artwork is just phenomenal for, for the second ARC. I mean, he's he really stepped it up, folks. I'm serious. I can't say that enough. It's like... It, it's really good. Look forward to it. Trust me. We're looking for your suggestions and ideas for Blank of the Week and Field Notes. Here, I'm going to say it in Spanish. Estamos buscando su opiniones para Blank of the Week, oh. And... Oh. <laughs> si hablo español. Para, para esas personas que están escuchando, si hablo español. Okay. We're looking for your suggestions and ideas for Blank of the Week and Field Notes. And general show improvements and additions. You can submit your ideas and questions to incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com, Facebook, or Twitter. And we're on Facebook, in case you don't know, but you should know, because everybody knows. But if you don't know, we're on Facebook. It's uh, Facebook.com slash PriorityOnePodcast. Get on over. To have your Foundry missions featured on the show, send in the name of your mission, a brief description, and your ad handle to incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com. Or use our online submission form at the site. We are beginning to shift to a video format for our Foundry reviews. We'll be doing a, a playthrough mission with its author. Uh, you can you can kind of imagine a DVD commentary track. We've already got one up. It's uh, uh, Ceridium's um, A New Breed of Warrior. That's over on our YouTube channel, uh, which you can find at uh, uh, YouTube forward slash STO, uh, YouTube.com forward slash STO Priority One. Donate, donate, donate! This episode of Priority One runs on a shoestring budget. With your help, we can make it a bootstrap. Head over to PriorityOnePodcast.com and click on the Donate button. Or, if you're an Amazon shopper, please use our Amazon links on the side of the show. Thank you very much, and have a good day. We would like to uh, thank all our special guests in the IRC chat for joining us this evening. Thank you guys, as always, for uh, hanging out. Our executive producer, Elliot Tan, our production assistant and artist, Alex Calderwood. Our audio engineer and host, Adrian Grady, we miss you. Please come back soon. Thank you to Elliot for filling in for her tonight. The composer of our theme music, the awesome Chris Watts, thank you for making us sound awesome. Special thanks to our sponsors, Sayalita.com, Geek Nation Tours, and our syndication partners, Subspace Radio, Trek Radio, the Trek Radio live crew who's making us sound good now every week. Thank you so much. The man behind the curtain, David. And of course, you guys, the Stowe community, without you, none of this would be possible. Thanks for listening, as always. And I know uh, some people have been asking what our individual Twitters are. Of course, we have the main Twitter, which is the at Stowe Priority One. Um, that's for the main stuff. But... Uh, our, our Twitter handles, are, I believe, are on the website, uh, also our Priority One website. But if not, it's uh, Stowe underscore 
uh, Elijah, M-R-E for Elijah's. There is uh, at Stowe James Lee for me. Um, I also have Fleet Admiral Lee, at Fleet Admiral Lee, which is kind of my more main one, uh, if you really want to see what I'm doing on a daily basis and all the cool stuff. There's at Z-M-A-C, Mac, and then the last part is Girthy, that's G-I-R-T-H-Y, and that's Elliot, at Z McGirthy. And of course, the lovely Adrian Grady is at A Grady. That's G R A D Y. So you guys have our Twitters if you want to tune in. There's uh, Alex too at Gen oh, yeah. X eighty nine. At Gen X eighty nine. That's right. So you can you can check those out. We post up. You know, it's not all still related stuff. I mean, I'm building an Iron Man suit. And I put up pictures of, of parts that I've made other, every other day and no, funny comments. See your parts, James. Check those out if you're bored. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Red alert. Shields up. Ready weapons. Engage. Oh, okay. oh my god, what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> I paused and nothing happened. Oh, shit. <laughs> I can't believe our like, Monday wait. episode comes out of this. You know, it just shocks me every time. <laughs> the show is ruined. Science. It's I have ruined. To read. I have to read. You're, you're interrupting what I want to say. Ruined.